Hey everybody, this is Terry. I just wanted to give you a little heads up. Uh, the audio on this episode can get a little iffy for one of our tracks. Um, it's pretty much fixed around the 7 minute, 10 second mark. So if you want to skip ahead, I don't blame you. But I think we bring up some good points in the beginning too. And I think it's listenable, but just letting you know. And here's the show. It's not Godzilla, it's Run the Real, featuring Mike, Terry, Fox, and Dang. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and we are back. You may have guessed it, but we're going to review uh, Godzilla today. Yeah, I'm sure they gathered that from whatever those sounds <laughs> were at the beginning. <laughs> Shin Godzilla. Shin Godzilla. You may not have guessed it. Um, so yeah, next week, I don't remember, was this a request or did, uh, did one of us pick this movie? This was a request. I shared our uh, post and somebody commented saying, you guys should review Shin Godzilla. I don't know if he meant it to be a request, but (laughs) that's how I took it. (laughs) I was like, okay, I will do this. That's a good request. All right. Well, we watched it. We're going to talk about it here. So Shin Godzilla was released in 2016. It was directed by um, Hideaki Anno and Shinji Higuchi. Ah, yes. Thank you, Dan. Currently on IMDb, it has a 6.7 out of 10 score. On Rotten Tomatoes, it has an 86% tomato meter and a 74% audience score. So this one, it's uh, a little bit different than most other Godzilla movies like... Godzilla isn't the main focus of this movie. Yeah, well, it's par for the course a little bit, yeah. It's pretty much the same. I gotta say, I've only seen like three Godzilla movies counting this one. It's very much like the first Godzilla movie. Yeah, the original. The original uh, Japanese movie, right? Yeah. So I have not seen that one. It even has the same intro, the stomping and like the roar at the end. Like that's exactly how the first Godzilla ended opens as well i know this because i just recently watched it (laughs) well before we jump into this one i want to see what version everybody watched to this movie because we all watched it separately and i watched the dub of this movie oh did everybody else watch the sub yeah i watched the japanese version yep 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 me too okay i'm i'm by myself here then but i'm just gonna say that this was probably the worst dub i have ever seen in my life of this movie i'm gonna preface my review of this saying that wow uh-oh. It was a bad dub. Like, I've watched, you know, the old Japanese kung fu movies where the mouths don't line up. And the mouths, like, kind of lined up to the English words on this one a little bit better than that. But the voices and the voice actors in this one for the dub were bad. Like, really bad. Uh, that's unfortunate, too, because this movie is a lot of talking. Yeah, most of this movie is them talking in, like, a boardroom. Or walking down the hallways in suits, you know, like men in suits walking down hallways talking to each other about crisis situations. And it just doesn't work in the dub, which I'm going to get into. But <laughs> You know, there are some like English-speaking scenes in the Japanese version. Do they dub the English scenes in the dub? Which ones? Are you talking like when the, uh, the Americans show up? The American ambassador speaks in like a, a half Japanese, half English kind of thing. That sounds about the same to me. It's been a couple of weeks since I watched this as of today. Well, no, it's been a week, and I've forgotten 
a lot of it because it was just very forgettable, the dub for me. Besides some stuff, some stuff is very clearly in my mind. Mainly, the bad CGI of Godzilla. Oh, Let's we'll talk about that first. <laughs> I think it looks good after a certain point. I, I, I came into this thinking that they were doing the suit because I heard that they were bringing... They were doing the suit for this one. And it wasn't until watching, I was like, oh, that's actually CGI. I was a little disappointed that it wasn't the suit, but apparently the motion capture is from a guy in a suit, but they tried to do it and it wouldn't work, I'm guessing, because of the tail. Wait, at which point was the guy supposed to be in the suit? Like towards the end? Because. Godzilla evolves throughout this movie. It's all CGI except for like a couple sculptures of Godzilla that they did, but it's all CGI other than those sculptures. Him stomping around was the dude doing the mocap for it. Yeah, and they actually like put weights on him so that like it made it feel like it was a guy in a suit, and they like put like a weights on his back so like his tail. You could like he would feel the actual weight of it as he was mocapping it and stuff. I'm kind of with TV, you know. At the beginning, I was like, "This is trash," but then it really grew on me <laughs> pretty fast. Actually, I was like, "You know what? This is okay. I, I can work with this." He looks pretty good for most of the movie. I thought, anyways. Yeah, I thought so too. Especially when he gets into. Um, his fourth form, he looks real good. When he's walking around upright, like as the Godzilla we expect, I think he looks really good. The first form Godzilla, as like the fish thing, that looks a little goofy. I'll give you that. That's pretty bad. I don't know. It still, it, it kind of freaked me out because he's waddling around and just like blood's coming out of his gills and it's disgusting. I was like, ugh. The bloody gills are so metal. That was awesome. Hot, steaming blood. Oh my God. It was freaking me out. I was like, this, this is. This makes me uncomfortable. I don't like it at all. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was very ridiculous. Like, it comes out of the water as this, like, fish thing. So they have CGI Godzilla in the background, like, chasing actual people. But he doesn't blink, and he's got these real bug-eye things. And then he's got these really bad, like, CGI gill things that are flapping around. I remember thinking, I was like, is this Godzilla? This can't be Godzilla. This has to be whatever Godzilla is going to come kill. Like, that's what my initial thought was when I saw that thing. I was like, okay, Godzilla is going to come out and kill this thing. And then later on, he evolves into Godzilla. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. Like, if you want a good laugh, go Google Shin Godzilla and look at the images and find the uh, googly-eyed fish thing. I think that's the point, though. I think they were doing that on purpose. <laughs> what do you mean that's the point? He looks so bad. I, he doesn't look that bad. I mean, I've seen bad CGI, and it's it's a lot better than what I've seen that's bad. I mean, he's supposed to look weird and grotesque and everything. He's this, this like deep-sea creature who's been eating irradiated barrels of <laughs> nuclear waste, so... It, he kind of freaks me out, not going to lie. He does look a little goofy, but he's freaky, too, at the same time. It's hard to hard to explain. I don't like it. It does look like I'd imagine like a fish who had just been hanging out in like a radioactive water for a long time, or a lizard or something. He just looks 
off. Yeah, that first form is pretty rough. I I, I kind of think I think it might be with Mike on that one. The gills are awesome, but he looks ridiculous. <laughs> For me, there's this Nicolas Cage movie that came out in 2007 called Next. And there's this scene where Nicolas Cage is running down like a mountain or a hillside. And there's this really bad CGI car that's like falling behind him, down tumbling down the mountain on fire. But you can very well tell it's CGI. And I hadn't thought of this movie in years. But when I saw that CGI Godzilla, googly-eyed with the bad gills, you know, as metal as you think they are, dripping blood. Like, it looked bad. It reminded me of this movie of Nicolas Cage's that I haven't thought about in probably 10 years since it came out. I will admit the first time I watched it, I was very put off by it. I was like, oh yeah, the epic reveal of Godzilla, and then this weird <laughs> fish comes crawling out of the water. And I, I think I literally, like, while I was watching it the first time, was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, wait, TV, you've seen this multiple times. Yes. Repeat offender over here. It's kind of neat, though, because everybody, like you said, we're all expecting to see Godzilla, but what we get is this nasty, weird-looking creature instead. And it's still, like, destroying Tokyo. Well, not Tokyo, but some city in Japan. I don't remember which one, but... That's true. It does give him room to grow, like, literally and figuratively. Like, you know, this is what he can do when he can't even stand up straight. Like, he has to crawl around. Like, just imagine what he can do once he comes back standing up. And it it subverts all your expectations, too. But it does it in a, a cool way because... Having Godzilla actually be able to evolve and has different forms is pretty awesome, I think. That's a great idea. I love that. It's so cool. Even if the first form is pretty ridiculous looking. <laughs> the derpy Godzilla. <laughs> you gotta start somewhere, I suppose. Yeah. I think maybe they did it this way, too. They won the cool evolution. It's something we haven't seen with Godzilla before. Plus, it's better having him like slide around represents the natural disasters of the earthquake and then the destruction after he goes through looks exactly like what an earthquake and typhoon would do and then like when he's pushing all the cars and buildings together i mean it's reminiscent of what that when it hit japan and everything so that's the other aspect of it too which is kind of it freaks me out even more <laughs> <laughs> I do want to talk about that, Dan, but before we get too far off the CGI topic, I think the rest of the CGI in this movie looks bad as well, especially Disco Ball Godzilla. What? I think that looks awful. Disco Ball Godzilla, what? The only time I think Godzilla looks good in this movie is when he's standing still. What? I have to disagree strongly with this. When he's like fully evolved into what you see on the IMDb um, thumbnail... For the cover. When he's standing still, he looks very cool. But when he's moving, it's only his legs and his tail that moves. And his upper body stays completely rigid. And it does not move at all. That's a purposeful decision because that's how it was in the originals in the suit. They couldn't use the suit, so they had the mocap guy act like it was a guy in a suit. And so that's why he moves like he does. Cause it's hearkening back to the, the days of using the suits. That's what I was curious about, but it's very difficult for me after watching. So this summer Godzilla King of Monsters came out and that CGI is amazing. Like Godzilla looks 
awesome in that movie. And then to watch this movie with this very rigid, bad CGI Godzilla for the whole movie. Debatable. <laughs> it was very off-putting for me, at least. On top of, you know, the bad dub. I think when he's, like, rigid like that, too, it kind of adds another, like, unnerving element to it, though. When his eyes are just unblinking, really tiny little eyes, his arms are just, like, clawed out. Like, I think it kind of adds a creep factor to him. I think this Godzilla looks so creepy. And I know you guys aren't alone, because I read a bunch of IMDb reviews about this one, and a lot of people do love this movie. And they're like, this is awesome, this is awesome Godzilla stuff. So, you're not alone in thinking this. I, I can see the complaints for the first form, and then when he's like shimmering and evolving into his second and third forms, I can see it. But there's some shots in here that's going to stick with me for a while, because they just freaked me out. I remember back in college, and we were all huddled around Terry's computer watching the trailer for this. I remember thinking, what the heck is wrong with Godzilla? He looks like he's been through hell or something like that. He just looks so off-putting or whatever. And I think the um, the biggest standout scene is when he's um, evolving into the fourth form or whatever, and he like raises his head up. And he's got the big eyes still, but his face is kind of shrunk in to where it's going to end up. And he like opens his mouth real big and you can see all the bloody tendons of his jaw and stuff. And then he just screams and you can see it's like bleeding all in the inside of his mouth and everything. Oh, that was awesome CGI, I think, because it just freaked me out and it looked like a real practical effect. It was so gross. And then when he actually turns into his fourth form, I think he looks amazing. I couldn't even tell he was CGI. Yeah, when he gets to that final form, he does look really cool. And that shot where he was screaming does look cool, but it's all the rest of the shots of Godzilla that are so off-putting to me. I think there's a ton of cool shots with him, though. Like when he's just like the long, wide shots of him walking through the city... And you just like see it from far away, like, oh, that just like gives me chills just walking him slowly lumber his way through the, the town. Or like from the underneath him, you see his giant tail swinging across all the buildings. Oh my gosh, it's so awesome. Oh, yeah, that's good. I think there's a number of factors that make that scene work, though. Not just, I think, the, uh, you know, the Godzilla himself, but the fact that maybe the CGI isn't maybe on the same level as like the Western releases. And then obviously the music as he's doing these like terrorizing the town stomp sessions. I don't know. I feel like all of those things together make it work really well, but without them, maybe not as well. I think he looks pretty good though. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't get where you guys are coming from when he's in his fourth form or whatever. I think he looks like great in that form when he's like glowing in the dark oh yeah his design is so cool and like unique he looks messed up i'm glad that mike brought up uh king of monsters because i saw that for the first time after watching this one Ooh. <laughs> and i will say the uh, the western like fat buff man godzilla looked a little odd after seeing this like super freaky messed up one because he's like a big chunky dude, but then his arms are like humanoid with big old biceps. And I was like, wait a minute now, hang on, I just saw like T-Rex Godzilla. He was like, <laughs> got a big head, little arms. <laughs> but they're freaky looking, they're off-putting. It's two very different interpretations, yeah. It is very different, Godzilla. 
But I mean, even when he's in his final form and they like uh, send in all the helicopters to attack him and the tanks, like they shoot him and he just stands there like he doesn't do anything. He doesn't move. He doesn't react. It's just a bunch of smoke. And then it goes back to the CGI Godzilla and his tail's like just waving in the background. Yeah, I guess you could take it one way. You could be like, that's unnerving. He hasn't. You know, it didn't phase him at all. The way I took it was, okay, they didn't have enough money to do anything with this, so he's literally just standing still. Well, it it's not that. It's that they're trying to recapture what it was with the dude in the suit. That's why Godzilla acts like he does in this film. But why? Because that's the tradition. That's the Toho tradition. But this is supposed to be the... You know, the updated telling of it where I think more of the consensus about the people who enjoy this movie are like, you know, it goes back to the the Fukushima disaster, the tsunami and the uh, radiation that got spread out into the sea and all around that uh, nuclear power plant disaster. And they're hearkening back to how this would be a crisis situation. And you could take it one way. You know, and say, hey, this is just unnerving. This thing came out of that radiation. But maybe I'm just too used to the westernized version of Godzilla. And I wanted more of a destroying Godzilla in this movie. And what I got was this bad looking CGI Godzilla and a bunch of guys in suits forming plans in this movie with really bad dub. So I actually wanted to bring that up, Mike, because this movie does come out in an interesting time, right? 1954 1954 was the original one the original black and white godzilla in the suit stomping around destroying japan and pretty much ever since then godzilla's been a good guy and fighting other monsters that are gonna destroy japan even though he destroys japan in the process fighting them most of the time you just brush that aside and so besides the like i think 84 remake of the original i don't remember if it's 84 yeah he, he's bad again i think yeah 84 85 gmk is also he's bad well he was bad in the uh the matthew broderick version in the west one what what movie huh <laughs> what are you talking about the 1990s <laughs> western version of this one huh there was a version in 1990s from america <laughs> I don't know why everybody hates on that one. They're just... That wasn't Godzilla. That was like Giant Lizardicus or something. He actually has a name now in the canon. Zilla. That was just Zilla. That wasn't Godzilla. See, if you talk to anybody besides you guys, that's a Godzilla movie. <laughs> Otherwise, you're like, I don't know what that is. It doesn't exist. No, nah, that's Zilla. That ain't Godzilla. <laughs> See, exactly. That's... Toho bought the rights to him just so he could show up in Final Wars and then the real Godzilla like blasts him and kills him in like five seconds <laughs> it does take like five seconds it's the funniest thing <laughs> wow what a diss man whether you hate it or not i consider it a western godzilla movie that 1990s one Go- going back yeah all we've seen is the versus movies and stuff for the most part and then the all the american ones the 2014 and then most recently especially most recently king of the monsters where it's like just all the CGI, it's all the big bombastic fight 
all-out battles and stuff like that. So this movie's coming out, and it's like, we're going back to the classic Godzilla. We're basically going to remake the original, but update it to what it would be like today. So it's interesting that it it came out now, considering the state Godzilla's been in for... (laughs) the last what 40 plus years yeah it's almost a breath of fresh air a little bit like we haven't seen this type of godzilla in a long time well for like fans of the franchise but for like the casual viewers they all are used to godzilla being the guy who goes and kills all the other monsters right they're not used to seeing it like seeing them like this even though i would argue the original 54 is still the best Godzilla movie. <laughs> That's where I think I fit in two Godzilla movies and Godzilla as a character is more the casual side. I know he's got this big following in like comics and well, he he doesn't have like a bunch of games. I don't does he have any games? He's got a few of varying quality. But I know he's been pretty big in like the comic scene for a while. Like there's a comic where Godzilla goes to hell. Yeah. <laughs> and that sounds so awesome. Where where I fit into Godzilla more is the casual one. Like Godzilla King of Monsters where he's fighting all these other CGI monsters was more where I enjoy Godzilla as a character than a movie like this. I really love that interpretation of Godzilla too though. Like it's like two sides of the same coin, yeah. I'm just very accustomed to the Western version of Godzilla because I know the, the Japanese version is completely different and more like this movie. Well, originally, Japanese is where all the versus stuff started, too, after the first one. Yeah, where he fights all those weird monsters, has the son of Godzilla. Oh, God. <laughs> Mike, you should come over and watch the original with me sometime. I think you'd that'd be interesting to see what you think of that one. But um, Godzilla originated like this, being a symbol of environmental destruction and stuff like that. And it's the exact same with this one, which is cool and gives it a lot more meaning and stuff behind the actual creature. Because this guy, he's representing the earthquake and the tsunami and then the nuclear meltdown that happened over there and like just freaked everybody out and destroyed and killed a lot of people so i think for me anyways i i love the godzilla versus movies but i think for more meaningful story godzilla always works best when he's being used as a theme for those kinds of stuff. Let me ask you, Disco Ball Godzilla, does he have meaning or is he just goofy and weird? Well, that's a response too. Everybody's used to seeing Godzilla be uber powerful and stuff now. And I'd argue this is probably the strongest he's been, even if he's a weird, nasty looking (laughs) Godzilla. I would argue that Godzilla Disco Ball does have meaning. Is he not the threat of a nuclear meltdown in a reactor? I mean, he gives off a ton of radiation that, like, flows throughout the city as he's, like, you know, burning through all of this radiation he has, whatever it is, stored up inside of him 
just as the underwater reactor possibly could. I hadn't thought of it that way. And they keep using their little meter that's like, all right, he's putting out all this radiation and it's spreading out from him. So yeah, Fox, you nailed it right there. Yeah, that's true because every time he like uses his energy, like it's he has to like wind like it is like his power source, his reactor, internal reactor that he's using when he does that stuff. So it it's doing two things. It's Showing us the cool Godzilla abilities we haven't seen before, making him like uber strong too in this one. But it's also at the same time being allegorical again, which is really cool that they're able to accomplish both at the same time and make it work, I think. I I personally loved when um they dropped the first bomb and it actually hit him and then he started just blasting everything. When it like penetrates his skin and like the blood just pours oh, out. Oh, that was so gross. Just a tidal wave of it. I think it's like a really great like another subversion of expectations when he does like shoot the lasers out of his back and his tail. Godzilla fans and you know even the general audience they know he shoots fire or whatever out of his mouth but like when he busts that out, oh my gosh, that's such like a huge surprise. And it, I don't know, I thought it was just really cool. Yeah, because you don't know. It, it's nice seeing a Godzilla film where you don't know everything he's capable of yet. And you find out along with the people going through it in the movie. Because that's how, that's how those situations are in real life for them. They don't know what's going to happen. And so... You're left amazed and scared by what the what it's capable of doing. And I don't think the CGI was bad at all for any of that stuff. I thought it looked great. And you could take that as him like evolving like to combat the threat of, yeah, these things dropping down on him. Like once he does actually get hurt, he busts out this new move. Yeah, it's like the evolution of the franchise even. I mean, you know, how would Godzilla, you know, in the 50s deal with drones and bomber planes that can fly at supersonic speeds? You know, I don't know, force is always met with force, so I guess we... Should expect Godzilla to rise to the occasion. I will agree a little bit, though, Mike. Like, the first time he does it, I think it's awesome. But then he does it again towards the end of the movie, and he does it, like, three times. <laughs> at the end, when he does it for, like, 20 minutes straight. Yeah, and it feels <laughs> like it's, like, the same shot just repeated. <laughs> He's just, like, shaking his back, like, wiggling around. I thought that was kind of, eh. But the first time he does it was pretty cool. The people are, like, standing out there watching the battle. And in every single shot, you can see the laser beams over their heads. They're not even phased. Like, I'd be freaking out. I'd be like, man, we gotta go inside. That thing could just, he could fall over and we'll be dead. You know, I'm not gonna lie, I don't have a good comeback for this where you guys bring out all this, you know, it's allegorical. It's a metaphor for stuff. I think he looks like really bad CGI from... Saturday Night Fever disco ball. What? You know, it, <laughs> no, it, it just no, to me no. that's you know like I could see you know Godzilla breaking it down on that the you know a seventies <laughs> disco floor you know with the lights going He's different wiggling around and, and then. And John Travolta comes out and he does that that thing where he sticks his finger down to his hip and then back up to his side you know but. I, I don't have a good comeback for that, but that's what, you know, kind of where it brought me back to Nicolas Cage in Next. That's where it took me when he went disco ball. I was like, really? I, I, I know I'm like very different 
on my opinions from you guys, but this is just where I was at. We just have to agree to disagree on that CGI, because I completely disagree that the CGI looks bad. I think it looks great. Such is the crux of our show. At the point when he does that in this movie, I was pretty much done with this movie at that point, too. And then it kept going on for like another hour and something. This is a long movie. And it just keeps going on. I think maybe the dub just kind of wore you down a little bit with this. The dub was very bad. Like, it is probably the worst dub I have ever seen in my life of any movie. I bet that put you off because, yeah. I do know a lot of people like the American dubs of the older films because of the corny comedic value that they provide well it brings like a troll 2 kind of factor to it yeah and that's what that's what people like about them because criterion just released their showa era collection of godzilla and a lot of people were mad because toho didn't release the american dubs of those films that they'd grown up on and liked because of how stupid they were right so i think it, it, it's interesting people like it for that but it's not a, this one isn't a good movie that kind of have a corny dub over, I don't think, because it's a very serious film, which I want to get into <laughs> once we're done talking about Godzilla. <laughs> but I love the whole part when he's like breathing fire and it goes throughout Tokyo and then it turns into the the plasma or whatever, whatever it is. I don't know. That beam that we all know, and then yeah. he's shooting him out of his back and everything. Seeing how strong he was in this film is crazy. That transition from fire to like high pitched screaming plasma bolt was so awesome. Oh man. And he's just like chopping down buildings like across the city. That was oh, wicked, man. So cool. Yeah. That's when it really started getting good for me, was at that point. I was like, you know what? This is this is doing it for me. And then the shot where he's just standing over the burning Tokyo at the end, right before he goes to sleep or whatever. Oh, that was so good looking. Oh, I loved it. <laughs> it was awesome. His mouth is so weird, too. It, like extends to an uncomfortable like angle when he does his fire breath too and like the bottom splits oh it's so gross yeah it's just so <laughs> creepy this is like creepy godzilla Ugh. he's scary looking oh my god this is the scariest he's ever been i think so i guess we've talked a lot about godzilla how do we feel about like the human element of this movie that's where most of my criticism would be oh really mm-hmm like, so I get, I 100% get what they're doing, right? They're, they're being a satire of the current political climate over there, where nobody can do anything without having 10 meetings, and there's so many bodies involved in every decision that half of the people don't know what's going on or just finding out, and it takes forever, right? So I completely get that, and that they're going for that kind of angle, but I don't think a movie format is the best way to go about that because it sacrifices your main characters, which there's only like two main characters really in this, but um, they don't get very much development 
because they're trying to be a satire of the political climate over there, which I get. And it's really interesting to see from an American perspective, because this movie's definitely made for the people of Japan. Like I had to <laughs> watch some videos to kind of figure out everything that was what everything represented in this, because I don't live in Japan. But um, I actually think that this would have been better as a TV show, kind of like the mini Chernobyl series that HBO just did. I think this would have been an awesome like HBO miniseries. Each episode, they could focus on the different people in the different political branches and stuff, give everybody a lot more character, and still keep in all the cool Godzilla stuff, and maybe we'd get to see a little bit more of them doing things if it was an HBO miniseries too. So I would have loved it if they went that route with this, and I think it would have worked better. Like I completely get that's that it was intentional, but I still think it would have been better in a longer format if they're going to go about it that way. I was actually kind of surprised how much I liked the human element this time. The first time I was kind of bored by it, but I kind of thought it was interesting. Yeah, just seeing how they were reacting to something like this, all the questions they were asking, all the answers they were finding, that kind of thing. It did feel like kind of a realistic how you would react to a threat like this. I thought it was kind of cool. And I think the main guy, hes he doesn't get a lot of development, but he is kind of like the, I guess it would be considered like, you know, the Japan's, like the public's perspective of like, man, there's so much red tape we have to cut through to get anything done. And he's so frustrated by this process that he like kind of makes his own little committee to actually like get stuff done. I thought it was all pretty cool this time. I was actually surprisingly invested in the characters. The, the main two, Hiroki, I think, I don't remember. There's so, so the the subtitles for the Japanese version is very hard to follow because they introduce all the characters with subtitles at the top of the screen while they're talking with subtitles at the bottom of the screen, which is a terrible way to do it watching it from <laughs> in English or whatever. Very terrible. So I don't know like who's who. I know them by their faces in the film. I can't tell you their names. And it's it's not a negative on the actors who all do great. It's a negative on how they presented it, which is a weird criticism. But it's interesting seeing all that stuff because it sheds a light on an issue over there. It just, from a movie perspective, it doesn't work as well when you're doing it like that as it would have if it was longer because you don't get attached to any of the characters really what you get attached to is like the situation and you can empathize with what everybody's going through i thought it was kind of cool too because you don't really see in a godzilla movie like the main characters usually are like they're the military or they're scientists you don't really see like a politician's perspective on it either which i found kind of cool that is true it's weird i liked it but it I, it's hard to explain. I'm sorry, I'm doing a terrible job of it. I couldn't tell you what a single character was in this movie, besides the the prime minister and the dude who wants to crash trains into Godzilla's feet. Ooh, yes. <laughs> Which I think is the lamest way to take down Godzilla ever. It's Japan. They have trains. Bullet trains, eh? They have an abundance of bullet trains. Uh, I'll talk about that in a bit, but there's only two people who I could tell you who they are in this movie. Yeah, the dude who wants to crash trains and the prime minister. What about, like, the American-Japanese lady? Nope. 
I don't even remember who that was. She was a woman, and she wanted to be president of America. Yeah, in 40 years. Maybe it's more memorable for us because when she spoke in the English, it was kind of like, wow. I don't even remember who that was in this movie. Patterson. That was her name. Patterson. I guess maybe I like the situation more than the people. I don't know. I suppose, you know, I, I did appreciate, though, having uh, recently become a small cog in a massive bureaucratic machine. <laughs> I did really like how, like, you know, we've got the politicians up here, right? And they're like, all right, science people, you got to get me some private contractors who can make this chemical compound. And then you got to get with operations to load it onto some trucks. And then we got to get with the military to move it over to Godzilla. And it's this huge, crazy operation. And with, like, you see it from this one guy's perspective, you know, he gives out an order, it goes into a black hole, and then he sees the result, you know, later. Which is currently my life, you know, I fill out a form and then something gets done a month later, and I don't know how, but I know it goes through like 40 different people to get to that point. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I did feel kind of like the bureaucrats or the heroes, and I was like, oh, what we do does in fact matter, when most days it feels like it is nothing <laughs> just throwing pieces of paper into the black void can we talk about the way they destroy godzilla in this movie like they crash trains into his feet and then he uh he goes down and then they drive up you know fire trucks and they squirt crap in his mouth well they wear him down first they make him use like his nuclear breath with the drones and stuff and then they hit him with the trains yeah they send six squads of drones from the u.s with missiles on them to tire him out and wear him down i really like that line where the guy's like i can't guarantee you'll get your stuff back and the american ambassador's like don't worry we'll bill you for it yeah <laughs> <laughs> the way they took him down fits in the context of this movie but I was so done with this movie by the time this happened that I was like, oh my gosh, they're really crashing trains into him to squirt crap in his mouth to slowly kill him. And that just goes back to how I view Godzilla, you know, more of the Western side of it. So I'm interested to hear what you guys think about it. I'll concede on the having all the, the trucks go drive up there and just pump things into his mouth, right? I thought that was kind of a little a little much because it's like how are they going to get all those things through all that destruction to get up there well even it was it was very convenient that the trains could get up there too and that he proceeded to walk directly into bullet train paths every time i guess he did go into hibernation for like a week or something he went for a, a decent period of time i guess they had time to plan this out a little bit yeah they had like what a month maybe to get ready so I could you could explain it away that they were able to clear every all the routes there. I do think it was a little much. I'm gonna bring up a point. I watched a YouTube video. I was like dissecting everything, and they pointed out that the like cranes and stuff they used to pump the things in the Godzilla were like the ones, not the exact same ones, but like the type of cranes they used to put water on the nuclear meltdown plant. So, I mean, it's just hearkening back to that. And, I mean, if you're in Japan and we're watching that on the TV, you're instantly going to see that and it's going to have a lot of meaning for you at the same time. So, I do think it's a little much, but I've still, now that I understand where they were coming from with it, I can't really criticize it 
too much, I don't think. And we're, we're missing a key point, too, in their plan. They do drop, like, three buildings on top of them as well, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, that's true. I forgot that. They do a bunch to them to wear them down. Like, it was sufficient enough for me to get them worn worn down. They woke him up early, too. He hadn't fully recovered from his last laser breath attack. <laughs> he didn't get his caffeine in the morning to wake up. He's not a morning dude, apparently. It's just very convenient that he proceeds to walk directly into bullet train paths, even though he's this nuclear monster that's unpredictable. I don't, I don't think he walked around too much, though. I think he was just standing there. They have a lot of bullet trains, don't they? I mean... He did blow up that entire group that came to pump the coagulant into him, though, too, so don't forget about that. <laughs> he just completely annihilated them. Then it's like a very quick cut to, like, send the next trains, and <laughs> Godzilla's up walking, and then all of a sudden, like, two seconds later, he's getting hit by the trains in the feet again. So maybe it was the same track, maybe not. It just seemed like a really bad, convenient cut for what they needed to do. I mean, it was their last-ditch effort to get them before... <laughs> I'm a kind of segue. I didn't segue into my next thing I wanted to talk about, which was the stakes in the third act of this film get super intense and super high, I thought, like... As soon as they were like, we've got to nuke it. I was sa- I was like sat up in my seat and was like, no, you can't be serious. You can't be serious. So for me, the stakes were extremely high in the, in the third act of this movie. And I absolutely loved it because it was so intense and you could feel it in the everybody who was acting on screen because just seeing what that would do to those people it's like they gotta stop it we can't they can't do this they can't drop a third atomic bomb on them to try and kill godzilla which spoiler alert it probably would just make them more powerful i was like totally invested in that the third act of this film because i was like i want to see him do literally everything they can to avoid them dropping a bomb on him because that would have just been terrible they handled it so well i was like man this is great yeah that is some pretty high stakes that's a really good ticking clock on that like we don't know for sure when godzilla's gonna wake up we think it's gonna be a month so you have a month to figure out how to deal with godzilla before they just nuke all of tokyo and (laughs) who knows godzilla might wake up early (laughs) that's like they're like we don't know when he's gonna wake up any sign that he gets up they're gonna just nuke it like they're not gonna wait and so that kind of that added to that last scene of them trying to freeze them right because i was i was sitting there thinking man that's a ton of trains and they're just blowing up stuff and then i was like yeah but the alternative is they're gonna lose literally every single thing in there so that it's literally the last ditch effort throw everything we've got at this guy to try and take him down before something worse even happens so i liked it a lot and thought it was really impactful i don't know the third act of this movie is mostly like people in boardrooms where they have like this group of guys that they've just been feeding pizza for like a month straight while they literally write on pieces of paper and then they crash trains into godzilla like I was not buying this third act of this movie at all. There's so much more to it than that, though, Mike. There's so much more to it, and the actors do such a good job. When they cut to the guy who's pretty much been living in this college-like 
classroom for a month who wrote this whole plan up and they wake him up there at the end before they crash the trains into it. Like, yeah, there's there's no urgency in that scene at all. They're kind of like, oh, yeah, I came up with this plan. Let's 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 execute it. What? No, he's like, I, everybody's like, you can't go out there. Like, they're going to nuke it. What if it doesn't work? You got to leave. And he's like, no, I'm going to see this through. Like, as if they nuke it, we're not going to have anything left anyways. There's a lot of intensity to that. Yeah, like I get what this movie was meant to be. Maybe like I need to watch the dub or not the dub. The, the sub to get the full version of this movie. I think you really need to, yeah. I don't have the desire to do that, though. Like, I, I just don't care. Like, it's it's not worth it to me. Like, this version of Godzilla is just not what I'd like for Godzilla to be for me. I want the, the popcorn Godzilla that I got with King of Monsters. I enjoy that Godzilla a lot more than what I got out of this one. And I just don't have, you know, the personal stakes that the audience for this movie should have. And and I do recognize that. But just for me, this movie was like, uh, it was a slog to get through. Honestly, I was slogging. I couldn't wait till it was done. I get it. But for me, I like having both types of Godzilla movies because it's cool it's a ver- very versatile character that you can do a lot with and i mean this movie's not really about godzilla and it's the same with the first one too it's more of a representation of the events that happened and i do get that and it's cool to see uh, for me at least to see toho the company who's been doing all these godzilla movies in japan like to come back swinging with something like this such a like a drastically different interpretation than we're used to from them just, it's just so cool to see them like reinvent themselves a little bit with this i am sad cuz i guess there is no plans for a sequel to this which you know i get it it's kind of is a standalone thing but i would like to see like shin versions of all the other monsters too they said that they're going to make a a shared universe was the plan yeah well that's this is it's not going to be connected to the shin stuff i don't think oh What's it going to be? It, it's just, this one's just its own thing, though. I'm with you, Terry. I want to see more from this one. Like Shin King Ghidorah or like Shin Rodan or Mothra. Like, that would be so cool. Do what they did with the original one. Make the, the excellent first movie and then just make a bunch of <laughs> versus films after it. That'd be so cool with this new Godzilla. Just with the look. Like, I just want to see like a revitalized reinterpretation of all the other monsters in the creepy, cool-looking way. But who's going to fight him? Because Godzilla obviously doesn't care about protecting anything. I mean, I don't know. I guess they could just cross paths. Well, he doesn't have a really good reason in the other ones besides he's just going to fight the other monsters, so... He's the whole, you know, he's got to show up and assert his dominance. He's like, he's the king. Yeah, he's the alpha. He's the king of the monsters. You hear that, Kong? I swear, <laughs> if the, the Americans make Kong win in next year's Kong versus Godzilla, I'm going to be so pissed. That's what happened in the Japanese version, too. No, that happened in the American version. Godzilla won in the Japanese one. That's a rumor, actually. I just watched the Japanese one yesterday. What? Kong wins in that one, too? Yeah. It's King Kong always wins. It's, that was just like a weird rumor that got spread around. Uh, he better not win. You know, I've only seen three Godzilla films, but I think TV and I watched a uh, compilation of like greatest <laughs> Godzilla fight scenes ever one time at work. <laughs> Especially with that King Kong movie we got, because that was not a very good, you know, 
King Kong movie and then the Godzilla movie was so good. Like, Godzilla was awesome in that movie. What? You didn't like Skull Island? I liked Skull Island. It was eh. I liked it better than King of Monsters. What? I'll tell you that. No, no, no. Oh, my God. What's wrong with Get out of here. You're out of the podcast. Delete him. Oh, the monsters were cool, but the humans were the lamest thing I've ever seen. Oh, I I see where you're going. You like the more macho predator style of the people in Skull Island. I did so much. I get that. (laughs) Sam Jackson was in Skull Island. I'll give you that. Although I was pretty drunk for my King of the Monsters watch. So I don't know. That might have contributed. Hard to say. (laughs) Even then. I would love it even more, I feel like. Godzilla is so cool. (laughs) Yeah, Godzilla's awesome in King of the Monsters. It's like after seeing that, he should just lay the smack down on King Kong. Like, no contest. I'm excited for this. I love Godzilla. I just want more. Please go see it. <laughs> I don't want it to bomb, and then we'll never get Godzilla again in America. Yeah, they're trying so hard to make it work, and you guys aren't supporting it very much. <laughs> I've got one last thing I want to talk about, which was, like, the very end scene with, like, the creatures climbing out of Godzilla's tail. I did not remember that from the first movie. Wait, were those not human corpses that were fused to his tail from, like, radiation? I don't know what it was. I'm pretty sure those were human corpses that got, like, melted and fused to his body. Sequel bait. I thought it was them setting something up, yeah. I thought it was more representative, like what Fox was saying, of, like, people who got destroyed by the nuclear waste and radiation and stuff like that that would make more sense yeah like that was metal af man that was crazy they didn't look human to me i don't know i i thought it was like the next evolution step that he was doing was something with like little creature things or i don't know what he was doing but they might have just stopped him just in time or he was gonna do it anyways but it's just the fact that they linger on it. It was a weird shot to end on. I'll give you that. It's freaky, just like Godzilla was in this one. Didn't they set it up, though, in the movie that, like, he could, like, cut, turn into little versions of Godzilla or whatever for or something like that, and then he'd, like, grow wings? Yeah, he could evolve to be small or get wings. He could, like, change, and he's um, so unpredictable, he could do anything, pretty much, with his evolutions. Yeah, I wanted to see that fifth form. That's why they should make sequels. I want to see what he turns into next. But yeah, that was freaky. Such a freaky thing to end on. Yeah, whatever it was, it looked pretty creepy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I like your guys' idea better, that it was just like the burnt, stuck-on people. I hadn't thought about it being a next form, but I I do like the form evolving. (laughs) That makes me happy. It does make me worry, you know, because it makes me think of that unnameable American dinosaur movie that came out. Oh, Zilla? Yeah. Godzilla. <laughs> Zilla with the the leftover Lost World CGI. Yeah, with all the babies in that one. I don't really I don't really want many Godzillas running around necessarily, but Yeah. But what if it's like Cloverfield and they hang out in the subway and murder people in the dark? I was Thinking certain points, this movie felt a lot like Cloverfield. Yeah, with like the found footage stuff. I thought they did a really good job of intercutting like the found footage stuff with like the normally shot stuff. That I think 
they did a really good job with that. It added the intensity to me and like the whole build up at the beginning, like when there's just like big, massive, like boiling spot in the ocean with the red stuff like that, the intensity of it just building, like when it's just like intercutting, like found footage cameras of people like on the news looking at it and stuff. I thought that was all really well done too. Yeah. Uh, I get, I get why they did it, but I just don't like found footage films. Maybe I'll rant about it again what? when I got my nickname. Not on this episode, but if we watch a found footage film, no. perhaps I'll <laughs> harken back to what got my nickname as the Rant Man. It's my kryptonite. I love them, but I have no defense. I think let's let's hit overall presentation. Yes, I agree. I've talked about Shin Godzilla for too long. <laughs> You're Shin Godzilla. Man, I could talk about it more. <laughs> quick overall presentation, quick. So uh, we have a scale that we use to rate the movies that we watch, and it goes from burn it, pass, watch it, or buy it, in that order. We all give a spiel, and then we give it a rating, so... There it is. Behold, as it rises from the ocean as a floppy fish... Crushing the buildings beneath. Sending out waves of blood for you to drown in. Oh, no. They say he's got to go. There goes Tokyo. (laughs) Go, go. Overall presentation. So I'm going to jump in here. I I realize I'm very different than the rest of you guys on this movie. I did not enjoy watching this movie, like, almost at all. Like, when Godzilla shows up and he's goofy fish with unblinking eyes and they're googly from that point this movie lost me maybe it was because i watched the dub maybe it's because i'm used to the westernized version of godzilla i had no fun watching this movie at all i don't want to give it a burn it because i realize it does have some value in a different perspective with the you know the kind of fukushima uh disaster and the tsunami and uh, the original one, it harkens back to it. But I got to give this one a hard pass. I did not enjoy watching this at all compared to, you know, I watched Godzilla King of the Monsters this summer. And I had a blast. I loved that movie. And then I watched this one and I had no fun. So I got to give this one a hard pass. I'm going to jump in real quick, Mike, just to put this one in perspective for you. In 2017, at the Japanese Academy Awards, this movie won Best Art Direction. Best Sound, Best Editing, Best Lighting, Best Cinematography, Best Director, and Best Film. Whoa. They won all of those? Hang on a second here. They won seven awards at the Japanese Academy, including Best Picture. Dang. That's fine. I realize, you know, this movie does have a lot more value to (laughs) somebody in Japan who watches it because you can relate to it a lot more. I can't relate to it at all. What I relate to is the Western version of Godzilla. Which is the popcorn flick movie that he's become for me since I was a kid. Literally, like, I've been watching popcorn flick Godzilla movies. That's what I wanted out of this movie, but it it, it wasn't for me. I get it. Well, I personally had a blast with this one. I don't know, You maybe you could call me a blank Godzilla slate. I don't know. You know, I, I think I saw that, uh, the one we keep ranting about that shall not be named. I think I saw that when I was, like, eight. I don't know. I know I saw a really lame Western one when I was a kid, <laughs> and I just saw King of Monsters Sunday, so uh, pretty new to the whole Godzilla thing, but I, I had a really good time with this, and I don't know if it's just a 
a certain number of factors aligned for me or what, but I felt like it was a cool blend of really tense seriousness and crisis response. I mean, nobody does crisis response and the threat of nuclear disaster like the Japanese film scene, which is tragic in itself, but they do an incredible job of it in many films and TV shows. But also, this was kind of campy. I mean, the disco ball back. It's pretty campy, and I liked that. So I don't know if it's just that I've been listening to a lot of Japanese TV and movie podcasts lately, and that I've become a huge bureaucratic cog in a machine, and it was so, so awesome. There's a scene in this where, like, some, like, kind of, like, heavy guitar comes in, and people start filling <laughs> out forms and typing that. on their laptops, and I was like, yes, <laughs> bureaucrats of Japan, save whatever prefect this is, to it. <laughs> it made me feel so valued as a, a pencil-pushing bureaucrat so <laughs> i i gotta give this one a buy it i think I, I would buy this movie and watch it again i don't know like i said I, I i'm pretty new to the whole godzilla thing but this was this was a good time for me and now i'm very intrigued to see uh, some of that original older stuff if it's at all in the same vein as this i've been growing up with godzilla as a kid and i've had a consistent love for the character um and so to see him go back to his roots like this this is essentially a reboot of the series, a remake of the first one, but in a modern day. I think that's just like a really brilliant idea. And I think, you know, Godzilla, he looks awesome in this. I will admit that the fishy form, the CGI could probably be better. But once he stands up, I think he just looks awesome. Uh, it's full of surprises as a Godzilla fan. If you like watch it for the first time, you, you won't see some of the stuff that he does coming. I think that's really cool. And still, they make it cool. It doesn't feel like they've hurt the character by changing it either. Um, I enjoyed it a whole bunch more the second time I've watched this. The first time I was kind of more like, eh, it was pretty good, but this time when I watched it, I just was super into it, even to the like the human side of things, which usually in Godzilla movies, I'm like, ugh, just get on with the Godzilla stuff, but I think they did a pretty good job in this one. Um, I think this is even like in the upper echelon of Godzilla movies. This is definitely... I haven't seen all of them, and it's been years since I've seen some of them, but I would, if I had to make a guess, in the top five, I feel like that's a safe guess. I'm going to give it a buy it. I really enjoyed it this time. I think if you're a Godzilla fan, this is a definite buy. Maybe if you're not like a, familiar with Godzilla, just give it a watch it. But I got to give it a buy it. I think it's awesome. So this movie is very interesting because most of the focus is on the human characters again as opposed to Godzilla. And it does it in a satire of the Japanese government. And it sacrifices some of the character development and stuff you'd get in a traditional movie because it's being a satire. It's not my favorite way to go about it. I mentioned it earlier. I think it would have worked better as a miniseries on HBO or something like that. That being said, all the actors in here do great with the material that they're given. And you can connect with them and empathize and uh, see what they're going through, especially if you've brushed up on your um, current history from the last decade or whatever. It's interesting watching it as an American because this is made for Japan and the Japanese people. So I didn't really I didn't catch all the meaning in some of the parts of this film until listening to YouTube videos to get more context about it and why it matters so much over there. After knowing that, it adds a lot more depth to this film, which is really cool. 
I love how they use Godzilla in this. He's really cool. He's really freaky and nasty and just like representative of what radiation and nuclear like disasters and stuff can do to you, which is a cool way to take it, especially in this day and age. Man, that third act of this film, the stakes are so high and intense. You're just sitting there going, no way. They they wouldn't do that. You just want them to succeed so bad so they don't drop a third bomb on them because that's like the last thing you want to have happen. So I think I'm going to give this a buy it as well. I really liked it, especially after learning all the like context behind a lot of this film. It just puts it on another level for me. So yeah, I'd say buy this one. All right, so that's... What, three bites and a, a pass? Yep, sounds like it. All right, so I guess that's a, a buy it certified from Run the Real. <laughs> wow. Such enthusiasm. <laughs> Don't sound so excited. <laughs> I mean, it's not Denis Villeneuve, but that's a buy it certified from Run the Real. Three, three bites and a pass. <laughs> I got I to gotta put that pass in there. Since I'm the one saying it. <laughs> I, I do think that it must be the dub. I'm surprised that you had such a strong reaction against this. I mean, the fish kind of probably put you off too, but... <laughs> I, I have no desire to watch the sub of this movie anyways, like, after watching the dub. I I did not enjoy watching this movie at all. That's, that's, that's just where I'm at. That's all right. I guess I can forgive you. I, there's a lot of factors <laughs> that probably hit that. I don't know. Usually... We're all pretty much the same, so it's it's pretty interesting that I am different than the rest of you guys. I kind of assumed we'd all like it, yeah, honestly. So this is kind of, this is kind of nice to have a different perspective. It is, yeah. Anyway, what what have we got coming up for next week? What what's going on? So, uh, for next week, I think when this comes out, it's going to be around Christmas time. So I think it's time to get in the mood of the holidays. Yeah. We're going to watch the best Christmas movies. Everybody's favorite Christmas classic, Gremlins. Yeah! The best Christmas movie. Yes, a timeless classic. I have yet to see this movie, so I'm excited. I think you're going to like it. I have heard many good things of this, so hopefully I will. But if any of you out there have any requests or anything that you want us to cover, you can hit us up on Facebook or on Twitter at RunTheReal, or you can email us at RunTheRealPodcast at gmail.com. We want to hear what you think of Shin Godzilla, or if you've got any movies you want us to watch, anything like that. Talk to us. Yeah! Vote in our polls on Twitter and Facebook. What's your favorite Godzilla? Well, thanks for listening to us tonight, everybody. We really appreciate it. This is Run The Real. Signing off.